Welcome, distinguished listeners, to your weekly episode of Business Boost, your must-listen podcast for mastering the world of business, powered by Shape Concierge, the ultimate partner for luxury concierge services, bespoke experiences, and unrivaled business consultancy. I'm your host, Porter Penrose. Accompanying me on this journey are our esteemed co-hosts, Charlotte Knight and Miranda Milieu. Each week, we'll bring you the most compelling business stories, tapping into the pulse of global markets and offering unique insights that spark action, drive results, and empower you to stay ahead of the curve. In today's episode, we'll delve into an array of captivating topics, including banking and money, focusing on the recent earnings reports of major banks, the potential recession and inflation, and the emerging role of Hong Kong in the digital assets landscape. Cryptocurrencies, tracking and tracing, and the impact on criminal activities. The luxury goods market update with focus on LVMH, Hermes and the fine wine market, and Warner Brothers Discovery and Harry Potter. But first, let's explore Shape Concierge's Business Boost Consultancy Service, an indispensable tool that helps your business conquer new heights. Our data-driven approach, cost-effective solutions and trailblazing strategies empower you to outpace the competition. With our support, you'll amplify your brand's visibility, credibility and professional network, all while enjoying a lucrative return on investment in the luxury space. Let's start with the recent earnings reports of major banks like J.P. Morgan Chase and Wells Fargo, which exceeded analysts' expectations. J.P. Morgan's net income was up 52% for quarter one of 2023, compared to the same period in 2022. Charlotte, what do these earnings reveal about the health of the banking sector and the wider economy? Porter, these strong earnings suggest that the banking sector is performing well, but it's too early to conclude that the banking crisis is over. As J.P. Morgan's CEO, Jamie Dimon, warned, there are still storm clouds on the horizon and potential disruptions could impact the sector. Citigroup reported quarter one of 2023 net income of $4.6 billion, or $2.19 per share, up 7% year-on-year, surpassing analysts' expectations. The bank's revenue rose 12% to $21.4 billion. Increased consumer spending and corporate activity contributed to the strong performance, while a lack of deals and increased credit costs weighed on the bottom line. Although Citigroup lost some consumer deposits, this was offset by an increase in corporate client deposits. The bank continued to face challenges in a lacklustre deal-making environment due to rising interest rates and market disruptions. BlackRock is seeking transformational opportunities amid recent market turbulence, with its assets under management recovering to $9.1 trillion. CEO Larry Fink is exploring ways to expand the company's global footprint and technology offerings. Despite a 19% year-on-year decline in the first quarter of 2023 of net income to $1.1 billion, BlackRock reported $110 billion in inflows, with bond exchange-traded funds performing strongly. The money manager's revenue fell 10% year-on-year to $4.2 billion, and its operating margin decreased compared to the same quarter last year. Banks are crucial in providing insight into the wider economy, particularly as the U.S. faces potential recession and inflation, Miranda. The U.S. banking turmoil has impacted Indian IT service providers, Tata Consultancy Services, TCS, and Infosys, as their American clients have delayed spending decisions and cancelled projects. Both companies missed analyst growth expectations, 
as concerns about a recession and a crisis in U.S. banking led to reduced IT spending. The banking sector is a key customer base for TCS and Infosys, with the U.S. banking industry contributing 60 to 65 percent of their business. Analysts expect the IT service providers to withstand any economic crisis, citing their resilience during previous recessions. Federal Reserve Governor Christopher Waller supports further interest rate hikes as banking system stresses haven't led to a significant lending pullback and high inflation persists. Waller believes that monetary policy needs to be tightened further until demand moderates and inflation moves towards the 2% target. Despite some officials signaling support for pausing rate increases after one more hike at the May 2nd meeting, Waller sees the current outlook as supporting tighter monetary policy. He also noted that slow progress in reducing inflation suggests that monetary policy will need to remain tight for a more extended period than markets anticipate. The rising gold prices indicate that investors are concerned about the economy's overall strength and are looking for hedges against potential inflation. This could lead to a more challenging environment for banks as they navigate a period of uncertainty and potential turbulence. Additionally, the rising gold prices could signal a loss of faith in traditional financial systems, prompting investors to seek alternative assets. Adding to that, former U.S. Treasury Secretary Hank Paulson has expressed concerns about the fragile state of the U.S. and European financial systems, citing the recent March Madness meltdown of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank as potential indicators of future problems. This suggests that more regional banks could face challenges, and the credit provision might move outside the regulated banking sector. In the UK, Chancellor Jeremy Hunt stated that the government should consider raising the level of protection for bank customers following the rapid withdrawal of deposits from Silicon Valley Bank last month. Hunt's remarks align with Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey's recent suggestions on deposit insurance reform. The Chancellor acknowledged that increasing the limit would require immediate public funding, but said he would defer to the Bank of England and the Prudential Regulation Authority on the specific level. The recent turmoil revealed that banks could fail more quickly than during the 2008 crisis, highlighting the importance of updated stress testing. The situation is evolving quickly, as HSBC has hired over 40 former Silicon Valley Bank commercial bankers as part of its plan to establish a new banking practice targeting tech and healthcare companies and venture capital funds. This move comes a month after HSBC acquired Silicon Valley Bank's UK subsidiary for £1. The new team, led by David Sabo, will be based in San Francisco, Boston and New York. HSBC aims to acquire startup and venture capital clients who may be seeking new banking relationships after Silicon Valley Bank's collapse, as these clients require a broad range of banking services. Let's turn our attention to Asia's emerging role in the world of digital assets. How is Asia positioning itself amid the evolving financial landscape? Singapore's Monetary Authority has reportedly asked major banks to avoid discussing the large inflows of money coming into the city, particularly from wealthy Chinese individuals. The request was made during a February meeting with an industry group of bankers and regulators. The significant flow of Chinese funds into Singapore has become a politically sensitive issue, and the authority wants banks to minimise public discussion. The city-state has positioned itself as a neutral financial centre amid rising tensions between Beijing and Washington, attracting assets from many of China's richest families. Hong Kong is aiming to become a digital assets hub, attracting crypto businesses and providing services in response to the recent failures 
of crypto-friendly US banks and the increasingly strict US regulatory environment. Banks in Hong Kong, including the local unit of China's state-owned Bank of Communications, are opening accounts for crypto businesses as the city's government pushes to develop the crypto industry and attract more exchanges and companies. What are the challenges in the fascinating world of Bitcoin, blockchain and their impact on crime and law enforcement? To set the stage, let's start with the 2012 Silk Road case, in which James Jong stole 50,000 bitcoins, valued at $600,000 at the time. By 2021, those stolen bitcoins were worth a staggering $3.4 billion. This high-profile case highlights the potential for criminal activity in the world of cryptocurrencies, but also the remarkable growth of Bitcoin as an asset. Absolutely, Miranda. But it's essential to recognize that law enforcement has made significant strides in identifying criminals through cryptocurrency transactions. Companies like Chainalysis, Elliptic and Cyphertrace have emerged to aid these efforts, mapping the flow of cryptocurrency transactions across criminal networks globally. This is a testament to the adaptability of law enforcement in the face of technological advancements. An interesting development indeed. As we discuss the use of blockchain analytics for tracing illicit activities, it's important to understand the dual nature of Bitcoin as both traceable and not traceable. While all transactions are public and can be viewed on a block explorer, users are pseudonymous, identified only by their Bitcoin addresses. This anonymity offers both opportunities and challenges in the battle against cybercrime. That's an important point, Porter. Chainalysis specializes in connecting Bitcoin addresses to real-world entities through a three-stage process, clustering, identification, and categorization. This information is then used in investigation, compliance, and investment tools to make blockchain activities more understandable and easier to analyze. Blockchain analysis has indeed become a crucial tool in the fight against crime and the establishment of trust in cryptocurrencies. It has enabled customers in over 70 countries to use Chainalysis products for purposes such as ensuring safety, filling compliance gaps, and solving cases with confidence. However, the ongoing arms race between criminals seeking new ways to exploit technology and law enforcement, developing new countermeasures, is worth considering. Speaking of solving cases, let's discuss the recent London court ruling, which ordered six crypto exchanges, including Binance, Coinbase, Kraken and Luno, to provide customer details to a UK-based exchange to help track $10.7 million in stolen funds. This is one of the first applications of new court rules designed to help cyber fraud victims recover assets overseas. This ruling could potentially serve as a deterrent for criminals and may encourage other victims to pursue their stolen assets more aggressively. It's a landmark case, Porter, that highlights the increasing legal and regulatory scrutiny around cryptocurrencies. But it's also worth noting that the new court rules and the growing power of law enforcement can potentially have a chilling effect on the growth and innovation of the cryptocurrency ecosystem. The rise in crypto frauds in the UK, with the total value of reported incidents increasing by a third in the 12 months to September 2022, underscores the importance of blockchain analysis and the need for stronger regulatory frameworks. However, it's important to strike a balance between ensuring safety and not stifling innovation in this rapidly evolving landscape. Yes, the digital world is evolving quicker than ever. And I just heard that Elon Musk is planning to launch a new artificial intelligence startup to compete with OpenAI, the creator of ChatGPT. 
He is assembling a team of AI researchers and engineers and has been in discussions with investors from SpaceX and Tesla. Musk has also secured thousands of high-powered GPU processors from NVIDIA to build a large language model. The new venture will add to Musk's diverse portfolio, which includes Twitter, Tesla, SpaceX, Neuralink and The Boring Company. The AI startup will enter a competitive market, with major tech companies like Microsoft, Google and Amazon already investing heavily in AI alongside startups such as OpenAI, Anthropic, Adept and Stability AI. It's evident that the world of AI, Bitcoin, blockchain and law enforcement is complex and evolving. With blockchain analysis playing a pivotal role in combating crime and establishing trust, we can expect the relationship between cryptocurrencies and law enforcement to grow even stronger. It's also important for individuals to stay vigilant and conduct thorough due diligence when engaging in the cryptocurrency space. As Stephen Ross, a partner at law firm Withers, suggests, checking the Financial Conduct Authority's warning list and register, independently verifying company details, and being aware of red flags like unsolicited approaches and high-return promises can help protect oneself from investment scams. Yes, Porter. We must also consider the broader implications of this evolving relationship between cryptocurrencies and law enforcement. As blockchain analysis techniques advance and regulatory frameworks tighten, the use of cryptocurrencies in illicit activities may decrease. However, this could also drive criminals to explore other, potentially more sophisticated technologies to continue their operations. This possibility underscores the importance of continued innovation, not just in law enforcement, but also within the cryptocurrency industry itself. By promoting transparency, security and trust, cryptocurrencies can continue to thrive and provide benefits to legitimate users while deterring criminal activity. As we look ahead, it's crucial to understand that the future of cryptocurrencies is not solely in the hands of law enforcement or regulators. It is up to individuals, businesses and the wider crypto community to work together to create a safer, more transparent and innovative ecosystem. Absolutely, Porter. This multifaceted approach will not only help combat crime, but also create a more robust and trustworthy environment for cryptocurrencies to flourish, driving further adoption and ensuring the longevity of this groundbreaking technology. The world of Bitcoin, blockchain and law enforcement is undoubtedly complex. But through a combination of blockchain analysis, regulatory efforts and individual vigilance, we can work together to create a safer and more secure cryptocurrency landscape for everyone. Now let's discuss the luxury goods market featuring LVMH, Hermes and the fine wine market. The luxury goods market has been a fascinating sector to watch, especially given the global economic uncertainties. Hermes, for example, reported a 23% surge in quarter 1 2023 sales, reaching 3.38 billion euros in revenue. This remarkable growth was driven by demand in Asia, the US and Europe. Leather goods and saddlery sales were up 19%, while ready-to-wear and accessories rose by 34%. Interestingly, despite the ongoing economic challenges, Hermes managed to maintain strong sales across all regions, with a notable 19% increase in sales in the Americas. Hermes's success can be attributed to its appeal to older, wealthier consumers and exclusive product offerings. These factors have allowed the brand to weather economic downturns better than its rivals. Take, for example, the opening of their 21st workshop in France, specifically to keep up with the demand for their popular K2 
Kelly and Constance handbags. This expansion illustrates the company's commitment to preserving the craftsmanship and exclusivity that defined the Hermes brand. Along with their expansion, Hermes has been conscious of the environment as well. The Maracunerie de Louvier factory in Normandy was designed for energy efficiency, natural light and ventilation, and relies on geothermal power and solar panels for additional energy needs. This move towards sustainable practices not only reflects Hermes's commitment to environmental responsibility, but also appeals to consumers who are increasingly demanding ethically produced luxury goods. That's an excellent point, Porter. Now let's discuss LVMH, another luxury powerhouse. They recently agreed to acquire a majority stake in Platinum Invest Group, owner of French jewellery producers Oreste and Abisse. This acquisition will boost production for Tiffany, while continuing to serve existing clients outside of LVMH and other brands within the luxury group. This strategic move positions LVMH to capitalise on the growing demand for high-end jewellery, particularly in the booming Asian market. LVMH's growth has been exceptional as well. In quarter one of 2023, the company reported a 17% increase in global sales, totaling 21 billion euros, primarily due to China's rebounding luxury market. However, Sales growth in the US, the world's largest luxury market, plateaued due to factors such as higher interest rates and economic uncertainty. By focusing on its most profitable markets, LVMH has been able to minimise the impact of these challenges. Now let's switch gears to the fine wine market, which has displayed remarkable resilience amidst financial turbulence. Over one year, the UK-based LiveX50 index is down just 0.9% while other indices like the S&P 500, Dow Jones Industrial and Crude Oil have experienced more significant declines. This stability demonstrates the fine wine market's ability to weather economic storms, making it an attractive investment for those seeking to diversify their portfolios. In quarter one of 2023, the fine wine market saw an increase in trade value for Bordeaux, USA Wines, Rhone, Piedmont and the others category. Bordeaux's trade value improved to 37.3% of the total, driven by demand from Europe and the UK. US wines also had a positive quarter, accounting for 8.5% of trade by value. This uptick can be attributed to the growing recognition of the quality of American wines, particularly those from California. The top traded wine in quarter one was Louis Roderer's Crystal 2014, followed by Dom Perignon's 2013 and 2012 vintages. Speaking of Bordeaux, the upcoming on-premier season will be crucial for the fine wine market's health. If Bordeaux's performance remains strong, we can expect an increase in investor confidence and a resurgence of interest in this iconic wine region. As the market faces uncertainty and volatility, collectors may return to Bordeaux due to its stable performance and reputation for liquidity. However, it's essential to keep an eye on the broader economic factors that could impact the market. Absolutely, Miranda. As we look towards the future, it's clear that the luxury goods market, particularly Hermes and LVMH, will continue to evolve and adapt to changing consumer demands and economic conditions. These brands' ability to maintain strong sales growth amidst uncertainty is a testament to their innovation, exclusivity and commitment to quality. And in the fine wine market, we can expect a continued focus on diversification and stability. Investors and collectors alike may seek to capitalise on the market's resilience in the face of global economic challenges. We'll have to keep a close eye on the performance of key regions like Bordeaux, 
and the impact of currency fluctuations on the market. The luxury goods market and the fine wine market have demonstrated remarkable resilience and adaptability in the face of economic turbulence. The success of Hermes, LVMH and the fine wine market can serve as a model for other industries seeking to navigate an increasingly complex global landscape. Warner Brothers Discovery is undergoing a significant transformation under CEO David Zaslav. They're focusing on reviving classic film franchises and investing in new films, all in an attempt to restore the studio's reputation and rebuild relationships with Hollywood talent. That's right, Porter. And part of this transformation includes rebranding HBO Max to Max and introducing various new TV shows targeting younger audiences. Among these new shows is a decade-long Harry Potter series and a Game of Thrones prequel. It's interesting how they're leveraging the power of social influence by tapping into the nostalgia factor and large fan bases of these franchises. What do you think the impact of this strategy will be on Warner Brothers Discovery's streaming service, Charlotte? Well, Miranda, tapping into the nostalgia and existing fan bases can create a sense of social currency, making people feel like insiders and encouraging them to share and discuss these shows with others. This approach could potentially boost the subscriber base for their streaming service, Max. I agree with Charlotte. Despite the potential challenges, the nostalgia factor and fan base could be enough to make the series a success. The new show aims to be a faithful adaptation of the books, which could provide more depth and detail than the films. This level of detail can evoke a strong emotional response, which is crucial for driving social influence. With all these challenges, what do you think the future holds for Warner Brothers Discovery and their streaming service, Max? It will require an outstanding performance by Zaslav to reverse Warner's fortunes and make their streaming services profitable. With the relaunch of Max, Zaslav aims to make Discovery a top streaming company globally. However, there is speculation about a potential sale to Comcast, despite Zaslav's denials. To achieve success, it's essential for Warner Brothers Discovery to consider the practical value of their content. By providing viewers with a diverse range of high-quality shows that cater to different tastes, they can make their streaming platform more appealing to a wider audience. It's a high-stakes game for Warner Brothers Discovery. As they focus on engaging content, it's crucial to consider how stories can be crafted in a way that appeals to viewers' sense of curiosity and provides novelty. Warner Brothers Discovery can make their content more engaging, potentially resulting in a more successful streaming service. It'll be fascinating to see how they navigate the future and whether their strategies will pay off in the long run. Wow, what an enlightening discussion we've had today. Diving into an array of captivating topics including Warner Brothers Discovery and Harry Potter, the luxury goods market featuring LVMH, Hermes and the fine wine market, the fascinating world of Bitcoin, blockchain and their impact on crime and law enforcement, and the recent earnings reports of major banks, the potential recession and inflation, and the emerging role of Hong Kong in the digital assets landscape. A massive thank you to both Charlotte and Miranda for sharing their valuable insights on these critical business topics. No doubt our listeners have gained a deeper understanding of the current business environment and its potential impact on their own ventures. As we bring this episode of the Business Boost podcast to a close, we want to ignite a conversation with you, our valued listeners. How have these stories influenced your business or career? What innovative strategies have you adopted to stay ahead in this rapidly changing market? We're genuinely curious to learn from your experiences. 
Your insights could be the catalyst for other listeners, and we might even feature your stories in future episodes. And of course, our spotlight today is on Shape Concierge's Business Boost Consultancy Service, the key to unlocking your business's potential in the luxury space. By leveraging our data-driven approach and cost-effective solutions, you'll be empowered to outperform the competition and elevate your brand's reputation and credibility. For more, visit shapeconcierge.com. Once again, I'm Porter Penrose, accompanied by Charlotte Knight and Miranda Milieu. And this has been the Business Boost Podcast. We're thrilled to have you as part of our community. And we eagerly anticipate connecting with you again next week for more top business-related stories. Until then, goodbye and stay inspired. Live your luxurious life. Listener.